sit down. We're getting our Bibles out. They're they're preaching pretty good message. And you start looking around. It's 10:30, maybe 10:45 now. Looking around, man, there's not very many people here, but they all seem to be children. And then you're like, okay, you kind of look around, like, and the person's like, oh, we have guests. They kind of introduce us a little bit. And then you kind of about 11. He's like, all right, that's that's good. We'll go to our main service now. We were in Sunday school, so that was. We got a good taste of Sunday school, and then the real service started an hour later. Then we went for a couple more hours, so it's raining outside. You guys don't have to cut. We can, we can really, really do this. I get my turn, and then Eric can have his turn. We got 12.45 for rest home, so we can get you there. Um, so I went to Kenya, Africa, for... What InterVarsity, InterVarsity is the organization that I've been involved with at Bozeman on the college campus there for the past four years. I've been a leader there. I've done a lot of work. Um, just ask me a little bit about it after church, and I can go into a, a lot of detail further. And I went on what was called a global project, and that's their kind of fancy term for mission. It's kind of it's more of a missions training kind of trip than like a quote-unquote mission trip that usually um, churches go just because one you get a lot of training and you get to experience kind of the mission the missions field so if you can kind of maybe decide going to long-term missionary that's later down the road so that's where we're at that's where Kenya is if you can kind of see that up there that's East Africa um, I want to start off by saying thank you because I couldn't have gone if I didn't have the great support I did in this community. And definitely thank you. Definitely for your prayers as I was over there. I definitely felt them. And I want to th- just thank you. And I I have a booth out. I have a, a booth out there. So after the, this is all done, please come see me and I can... I can show you a little bit more stuff out there to say thank you and more. So I'm going to do a little quick overview first. Um, the kind of the main purpose of the trip was to learn about God in Kenya and kind of through Kenyan culture how to experience God and how to become a better disciple of Jesus. So to do that, we were really trained a lot. So we had a week of orientation to learn the language, kind of um, the greetings, how kind of do's and don'ts of Kenyan culture, how to all, and just kind of spirit, getting spiritually ready and just working on our sermons that we were going to be um, doing on our assignment, and just kind of going to the different, um, we were stationed in Nairobi, which is kind of central Kenya, is the capital city, and we went to around, try to work on our Swahili and greeting people and so you kind of stick out a lot as you, you know, you're, you're white. And there was a group of 33 of us. And so you can kind of stick out. And just as you interact with the communities there, that you can be more effective on what was kind of the main main chunk of the trip was a three-week ministry assignment. So we went out in pairs. 
to the different areas. We had local host pastors host us for the three weeks, and we kind of just came alongside them. We, they allowed us to, to preach in their churches, um, come alongside, go home-to-home um, evangelism, preaching salvation. That was, that was the main chunk of it. And then after all, all that, we came back for another week to, one, go to different uh, ministries in Nairobi, from orphanages to slum ministries, and then to do some religious training too because Kenya is a very religiously diverse um, country. And so, so in that, you have Hinduism, Buddhism. We went to different temples just to kind of get a better feel of world religions and to be able to, have a, to minister to world religions too. So we came back. We did about a week of that. And then the team got to share with one another how um, what they did on their three weeks assignment because everyone was a little bit different because you had a different host pastor and you did a different area. And it was just really cool to, one, listen to all their stories and to really get to go. And then we had a week of debriefing because it was a very, very charged trip. It was high intensity. So as as we were going through a lot, doing a lot of preaching, evangelism, um, learning every day, every every hour you're learning something more. And so we got a kind of a week of kind of one kind of reflect on what just happened as it's kind of going by and to really think what how this is going to impact my life now and in the future and how as we were in Kenya and the culture is different and then coming back to America, it can it can rough some people up. Um, people, as you can go into a developing country, the lifestyles are different. Here we have a lot of excess that can get, as you're working with um, the people that can kind of um, get under people's, people's skin and you can have people can have what they call redlining moments and can kind of slump in but so we kind of dealed with with that and all the the weeks it was about a seven week trip and then we did a lot of traveling all over the, the world you know international flights just around Kenya we did a lot of traveling so please ask me about traveling ask me about my 26 hour long train ride which was kind of fun um, this is the team. So this is, we had about 33 students all from all over the U.S., um, from North Carolina to Texas, all over that they came. Most of them were from Montana because the the person on your left is Brian, and then Debbie's kind of cut off. I'm sorry about that. And they are, they're from Missoula. They're the directors of the trip. They've been going to Kenya for 18 years. So this trip has a lot of benefits in that, that they've been there for 18 years. And then another 12 years that InterVarsity has been going to Kenya. So there's a lot of um, connections with local people. And there's just a lot of support. And so people, you really get an added benefit of just knowing people because it's a lot of word of mouth over in Kenya is like the people you know is kind of how you can get a get in and experience more of Kenya which is really great and they're scattered out we we joined four Kenyan students over there so they have a program over there that they can kind of we merge together and we have we had four Kenyan students with 27 or so 
American students, and just watching that come together was really a kind of a cool, because one, we're in Kenya, there to see, you know, 27 Americans come mesh with four Kenyans, and then it was just a kind of a cool experience, because our team was very diverse. We had people from, that had Chinese backgrounds, um, one was from Sri Lanka, that was, we were hoping that she would get back in the United States after the trip. That was kind of an interesting ordeal, too. But everything worked out. Everybody's back safe. And another uh, big part of the, this trip, as I, I said, is learning about God in Kenya to be, be better disciples. So that's kind of how, what I'm going to kind of speak to you. So on this trip, I'm going to kind of go through a lens of discipleship because that's what we were learning to do. And as... Eric was saying that this is kind of the series that you guys are on now, and as we've been going through, is to learn to make better disciples. So as I was going on this trip, or thinking about going on this trip, I kind of thought back to all the years here, because this is, this is my home, this is my community, this is where I understood, got taught the basics of Christianity. And I can remember, you know, always walking out of church, and then we have our our big mission statement. So everybody look at our mission statement. Turn around, look at our mission statement. And where you can, so you can read the mission statement. But the main purpose is, at the very end, it says, therefore, go and make disciples. So as I was continuing to look up at that statement as you walk out, I mean, like, I have this great opportunity. I have a lot of support. I, I, have, I have the funds. I have the support. I'm going to do it. And... It, it's very impactful to me, and I hope it can be, I can impact you guys through this process of making discipleship. But sometimes we don't know what, you know, a disciple is. This is just uh, a definition from MarionWebster.com. Um, a disciple, someone who accepts and helps to spread the teaching of a famous person. I'd say Jesus is a famous person. I've, accept, I've accepted what he says, his salvation and his love. And I've helped spread. So through this, I'm hoping that you guys will maybe understand a little bit more about discipleship. And I'll challenge you to be, be um, um, better disciples as well, because I think this trip has definitely um, made me a better disciple. So that's, that's what we did. You cannot really see what I'm up here on the screen, but... This was where we got sent. So all those different little, they're sticky notes on a Kenyan map. That's where we got got placed. So we didn't know where we were going about till about the day or so before we were going to get sent. They did that intentionally so there so the team could be closer and we wouldn't have to be like worrying about who's who you're going to be with if it's going to be be great where you're going to go. So they kind of, we learned where we were going to go, and then we went. And that was, it's just just different areas from lakes to kind of more desert to mountains. There's just the, the completely, the wide variety of where we went. This is my host pastor in the middle, um, Pastor Samuel. And then my ministry partner is Robert. He was one of the Kenyan students, and he was studying law. And there's me on the right, 
And so our kind of, our main purpose was to go and make disciples. That's what we were there for. And we did that through, that's the, the main church, outside the main church. So we did, did preaching. We, every Sunday we, we preached. Robert preached the first Sunday. And then I would give my testimony. And then I preached the next two Sundays. And also we went to kind of home-to-home evangelism. We preached salvation. Now in Kenya, it's, it's kind of a little diff- different. Like here in America, we kind of skirt around like, oh, if you're a Christian or not. You know, there it's like, hey, I'm, I'm Scott. I'm from America. I'm saved. Do you want to learn how to be saved? That's kind of how it went. And that's, where we, that's what we were for. And that's, that's what we did. So those are two older gen- gentlemen that were our first um, people that we ministered to. And we were ministering to the Maasai tribe. That Pastor Samuel, he is also a mini- missionary. He's been there for 13 years. And he's kind of northwest of Mount Kenya, kind of, in central Kenya. And he was sent there by the African Inland Church. So he's been there for 13 years, which is kind of different for them because usually missionaries only are there five years. But kind of, it's kind of a harsher environment, and people are less trusting, so you have to kind of get in with the community. And so he's been there for 13 years, and you can definitely see the impact he's had on the community. People are getting more education. Just what he's brought into that community has really impacted them a lot. So they're, they're making charcoal. So... In order for us to kind of preach to them, share salvation, um, Sam, Pastor Samuel's like, well, we'll take this to town. It was just a couple, uh, half mile away or so. So we walked that to town, and Roberts talked them as we were taking what their workload for the day was. So in order for us to kind of talk to them, we, we did something for them. This is another means of transportation. We loaded down on a motor motorbike, and that's that's how we got around. We went home to home on our motorbike, and that was an experience in itself. But it was really great. Uh, as, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned, maybe I didn't, but it's very dry in the area that I was at. So, and there's not. They had a borehole, but it was a couple miles away, so it was hard to pack water and stuff. So they had metal sheets, and they collected all the r- rainwater, as you can kind of see in that big tub. And that's so they really relied on the rain, as as I've learned here. As as a farmer, you rely on the rain, and but it's it's different there because one, they don't have running water in their home, so that's all the water that they have. I mean, they can go to a bigger city and get cleaner drinking water and whatnot, but you have to boil all your water to kind of kind of make sure it's safe. Also, this is Mama Julian in the middle there with Robert and me. She was uh, kind of a preschool teacher, and which this is 50 feet from the, the home that I just showed in the last slide. And so there are kids every, everywhere, and now the kids... The kids are very special because, one, you kind of get two reactions of like, oh, there's a white person, and they kind of say, how are you? And you kind of say, hi, back. Um, Or 
they don't really know what to think of you because they've never seen a white person. So the kids were very special. They're, they're always there. But in Kenya, some of them are, are neglected because um, with not having as much food, some of the children don't have as much to eat. But they're really a, a real joy because Malcolm is Samuel's um, son, and he had friends, and they would always come over after after school or whatnot, and we would get to play soccer and football and just kind of mess around with the, with them, and they would always you know, I don't know pinch my pinch my skin to make sure it was real, try to rub it off, <laughs> and I was like, it's real, it's real, and yes, it it hurts just like yours, so. But the kids were very special, and there's multiple stories that I could tell. And kind of what we did, we kind of, we were stationed in one area, but there was three or four churches around the area, so we traveled, kind of ministered to the different communities around the area on the motorbike. This is one of the pastoresses, as they were called on the left, is Grace, and she was ministering to the Samburu tribe, because there's just there's just so much to to go about here that that there's 57 tribes in Kenya so just in that diversity it's sometimes hard language differences and everything and which I found out that one time I had to do a, we did a triple translation because I spoke English and then Robert my partner translated it to Swahili which they is their kind of main r- r- language in Kenya and then then the pastor translated Swahili to Maasai. So that, w- that was interesting. That's another reason probably church services go a little longer. <laughs> and as I was saying, we're, I'm going to look at this at a lens of discipleship. So we had, as we were on the team, we had small groups, and we got together with the small groups to debrief, kind of go through Bible study, kind of talk, talk th- through things, how you're doing, everything. And also, Pastor Samuel did an excellent job as he has hosted many people. So every night, we would be like, okay, how are you doing? And what can we do better? What, what are you learning from God? Every night, we would do that. We'd sing a couple songs. Every night, it was right before the World Cup was on. That's what we, that's what we, we did. Um, also in Kenya, uh, greetings are, are very important. So this is, we were at a CU meeting, which is a Christian union at a university, and we got to evangelize to the different hostels around the campus, and we're holding cups of chai, because wherever you went, you were always offered a cup of chai, and you had to take the cup of chai, and it was very hot, hot chai, (laughs) because... That's what they did. You had hot chai. You, the saying goes, you fight fire with fire. It's a 100-degree day out. It doesn't matter. You have hot chai. And that was very important to them. You, wherever you were, you greeted someone um, to say, at least in the area I was, you greeted them, said hello, and we always kind of went into the home. They welcomed us. We had a cup of chai. This is also how we traveled in Nairobi, kind of the area we were packed in a bus because that's a bus, and then the seats folded out, came up to more, so we packed more people. We had two buses like that, and we traveled around. Um, here are some key, key lessons that I learned so that I hope that what I've learned can impact you as well. One is the same God, and you kind of, maybe you're 
kind of curious about that, and you're like, well, yeah, he's the same wherever. Yes, he is, but just to experience that was really cool because, one, uh, I'm from Montana, you know, America, going to Kenya, meeting a Kenya uh, ministry partner, and then going in Kenya to a pastor's home that we had never met. We would never met before, but we preached the same message of salvation. And that was just a cool experience to be a part of, and we didn't have to, you know, sit down and have theological debates on the side. And that was cool. The worship perspective, one thing about Kenyan worship is it's not just something you do on Sunday or it's not just singing. Worship is a lifestyle. You do, it's through what you what you say, what you wear, how you, and everything is their worship to God. And it's just cool to experience that and be alongside pastors and students that live that out every day. And it's really challenging. The rights here in America, just the rights that we have, the rights that we have of, say, comfort, clean water, just those things, it makes you, made me appreciate what we have here, how, how blessed we are, and just a little bit of how we can be impactful to other people. The relational savior is, is huge. As learning, lear, learning different religions, world religions, our Savior, not to have just a Savior that will save you, but a Savior that will love you and wants to have a relationship with you, that's, that's, that's huge because a lot of the religions do not have a personal God. So that message of a relational sa- Savior and that love that um, God can give you, is a, it's a huge um, blessing and it's a it's a huge impact for the different as you're sharing with different religions. Spiritually outgoing, as I had previously mentioned, that you're more, they're more spiritually outgoing. You know, we might have a lot of financials, a lot of stuff, but our spiritual muscles are weak compared to them. They they have they have spiritual muscles um, that we don't have, and it's just like, are you saved or are you not? And I mean, when you get down to it. If when that's one of your first questions right out of the, the gate, you know, some people, you know, around here would be caught off guard. But there it's like, oh, yeah, I'm saved. You know, Jesus is my Savior. And then you you can move on from that because you can have more of an intentional conversation, I think. And everyone needs love. I see, saw that I- this in the team and in the people that we wor- worked with every day, that everyone needs love and they ever, everyone needs um someone to to love them and that's why the message of a relational savior that loves you is so huge i saw kenyans are very hospital hospitable and through that i saw the team that was that was the main thing that they're oh they're so nice they're they really brought out they kind of kind of gave out of what they they didn't have they gave us the best and it was really awesome to see that but to see that the the team really needed that love, but then as we worked with, the, so everyone needs love, and that's one of the great messages that we have as being a disciple of Jesus, too. This is a long, and it kind of sums it all, this passage kind of sums this all up, and um, I really enjoy this passage, and it was a really, well, it was in the back of my mind, kind of, as I came across it when I was reading in First Corinthians on 
drip. So it's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I could speak all languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I'd be only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love, I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And I really think and thought about that. I mean, I can go to Africa and I can have all the, I can do all this, uh, help people out. But if you don't love people, it doesn't mean a lot. And that's that's just a kind of a the message that kind of was running through my mind is I'm doing this stuff. It really has to be from the heart and through the love. And as you're you're thinking about people, that's but that but it's also that's one of our greatest strengths is the love that one Jesus showed us that we can show others. And as you show that in your everyday life, it's people will be like, well, why do you do that? And then it's another window that you can kind of share with m- more people. The results. I, I thought about doing this or not, but I was like, well, you guys were a part of it. And this is what happens when you send 33 people, students to Kenya that that are on fire for God and that they want to know, they want to they want to move mountains. So 33 people went over and they their lives were transformed. I, as as ever, they've the experiences that they have they're personal, but they've shared with multiple people I know, and they their lives are transformed. The ne- lessons that I shared, knowledge, the relationships are huge. The because kind of knowing and the people you know is kind of half the battle. But once you know, know the people and you figure out, you can really get to to share with them what um, is impactful in their life. And the people encouraged. It was so impactful to to me to be held in a place of honor wherever I went on that three-week assignment. And wherever wherever I was, I was expected to speak too because, one, I was the only white person there. Other than, you know, you see there's some tourists that go – in and out, but to really have a white person minister, minister the gospel in their home was a huge encouragement to them and a huge blessing. And not only that, I was blessed with that too. And we kind of tallied up what our rough estimates was through the team, and we figured around 339 people made decisions to follow Jesus just in that short seven weeks. So that's what you guys were a part of. I want to thank you huge for supporting me and then praying for the team because it definitely was a huge impact. So there was a saying that we kind of had on the trip. So you're a missionary or a mission field? A missionary is the only person that has a mission. And as you can kind of see there, those are all mostly all students. And you know, there's some staff that kind of well, but Mostly students. Nobody really had a huge theological degree. Nobody had a lot of theological training. But we were, we were just stu- students, so you kind of say, oh, well, missions, not, missions isn't for me. I mean, I can, I'll, I'll support, but it's not for me. I'll just let the missionaries do that. But really, as you're a disciple, you're a missionary because if you, if you accept Jesus as your Savior, as, as he had said, when he says, therefore, go and make disciples, that's a command to you. And a missionary is only a person with a mission. Our mission is to 
make disciples. And but if you don't know Jesus as your savior, you you're a mission field. So you people are trying to reach you. And the I I cannot express how much Jesus had in my life, the lives of those people on the the picture there. And I really talked to Eric, talked to me about um, trusting Jesus as your Savior because it is definitely the greatest thing you can ever do. And going to Kenya and growing up here with the support and love of this community really um, made me understand that, that in a huge, huge, in a greater way. And so I'll, I'm going to challenge you guys as you guys are doing a great job here as as we have the, the youth ministry, the, all the different ministries, and it, it just kind of is an everyday th- process of making disciples that people will, will follow after. And sometimes it's simple as just stopping, listening a little bit, and loving the people around you the, the most. Um, so please, I know I probably went over my time limit, but I still have a lot of stories to to tell, please ask questions if you didn't understand what I said or if I didn't if I said it too fast. But please, please pray. There's a lot of for the new decisions for the the students that are that are now coming back to America and now going off to college, as that they can impact their campuses. And if you want to support, I know, you know, it's kind of iffy sometimes if you're like, well, I want to I want to help over in Africa, but I don't know who to send money to. I don't know if they're gonna use the money for good or bad. Um, I've been there. I've, I've met with the different pastors, local people. I have ministries that if you want to, I can s- help support. But if you don't want to help support over in Africa, that's fine. I have ministries here in the United States. Center Varsity is great. Just different people that are working here in the United States. So, so yes, I will end with that. Thank you again for all your support. And